Yeah, our place. That's what we do. We talk to people about yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so I'm with uh, Tracy Bone and Cover. We finally got to meet one another in person. Yay! Yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird situation because I feel like I've known so many. You, you know how it is. You get to know several people. You feel like you get close to them, and you realize I, if I saw them on the street, I might have to do a double tape. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they just finished up the Call to Freedom conference, but uh, you know, Brian Holden's conference. What was your uh, first impression? Of I felt I thought it was um, it exceeded my expectations. I guess I should say um, there were more people here than I thought were going to come, and the content was deeper than I thought it was going to be. And the speakers moved me in a big way. They wrecked me. They wrecked me. Yeah. She had to have tissues, y'all. Let's just be real. <laughs> the mascara is gone, but she. She's still beautiful. Still beautiful. Well, you, Tracy. I agree with her assessment of the surprise at the amount of people. I walked in the first day and just looked, and the room was already full. And I, I remember thinking, wow, my son had drove me here because I broke my right hand, y'all. Oh, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. It's nothing but aggravating is what it is. So I have my son driving me around like I'm some rich person with a chauffeur. Or an and, old lady. And, yes, or an old... You had to say that, didn't you? You had to. And so we're driving up and he says, Mom, how many people are going to be here? And I said, I don't, you know, I don't really have any idea of what to expect. And I walked in the room and it's full, y'all. I mean, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful barn and a beautiful, beautiful farm in Kentucky. Absolutely gorgeous setting and a room packed full of people. And from the very beginning, it felt like there was good connection around the table. There was just good conversations happening. Um, CHM isn't the only crazy people out there. There's like all kinds of other crazy people, and we just mixed all our crazy together. And it was really good, actually, because you know how you feel when you're in that stuff. It's like, I, I'm yeah. the only one. We're the, this is, you just feel like you're the only one who has questions or the only belief system that struggles with these kinds of things. And there's a lot of isolation when you're leaving these kinds of environments, and you walk into this room, and you realize there's a whole lot of people who've had to make this exit, who are making this exit. It right now yeah. and um, it's just it is it, the, the beauty of the community is really really powerful and I agree with her assessment that the speakers were good and yeah it was just good it was it was good Absolutely. I felt like I was among um, internet royalty with uh, the cultish guys mm -hmm. and then oh, yeah. Jen Brawlier I had no idea she had such a big following on Instagram um, I mean Tracy Bowen from the Hard Work of Hope. Phil that, Sparks. I mean Phil I Sparks. Phil like Sparks. We're, I mean when we saw you, Phil, it was just like the pinnacle. The, the pinnacle. It was everybody else was here, and here you were, right at the top. Come in with your Hawaiian flowery shirt and yeah. cowboy with his cowboy boots, y'all. With his cowboy boots and hat. <laughs> Yeah. Fashion statement, I guess. Yes, yes. Uh, one of but, the guys I was talking to there last night, he said he was initially uh, leery about coming because he was afraid it was going to be a gripe fest. Right. And there, I knew there was the old boy in West Virginia, uh, down the southern part of the state. He was kind of claiming it was going to be the same thing. A lot of a lot of people were saying you know, it's just bitter thing of people. And uh, I don't know about y'all, I, I didn't notice that. Like, no. And he said the same, the guy was talking to you last night, he said, it wasn't that. Like, no. It was, 
we, very uplifting. We actually never had a conversation about bitterness at we our table either. at all. That actually never came up. Mm. We were just talking through the processes of, you know, figuring out what you really believe. And there, we did talk about a few difficult family relationships, but it wasn't from a perspective of we're bitter towards them. It's just like how to navigate those things, mm-hmm. yeah. how to navigate the differences of belief with family members who have stayed and that kind of thing in a way that's honoring. But it was not at all like, oh, my goodness, I just hate them and they're just the most awful people. And, you know, I'm just struggling so much with this root of bitterness about it. Or just, it, There was bitterness. It wasn't even, it I wasn't think even the, part the, of the only angry and bitter encounter was the protester, <laughs> the protester we had. <laughs> and he's from the church. Uh, we had a visual when we got here, y'all, of like how unhealthy these environments are because there's one of them sitting at the end of the property with a big <laughs> drove all sign. the way from. No, just, where, just oh, so wow. that he could be out there being all mean, and it's like it's like he just put himself right there so you could look at him and go, oh my goodness, thank the Lord he delivered me from that kind of crazy. What did this? What did the sign actually say? It said. Welcome church victims. It was kind of like, it was It was a bit of a, uh, almost like a little exclamation point, you know, a little, here's here's a, a little extra reminder of why we all left. Are you legit? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're clearly legit. Absolutely. <laughs> I know you guys got to get on the, yes sir, yes. I know you guys got to get on the road, um, but I just wanted to ask you a few things about it. Now, I know you were competing for uh, spots, and this doesn't help any at all. because no, I still want <laughs> Both of us are on field. There has to be a conversation where it's just me. I want to be that, but clear. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't near as hot here as it was in Shelbyville, Kentucky on Saturday afternoon. Saturday evening. No, not Saturday. Friday. Well, Friday was bad too, but the one that I... Friday was Awful. I, I never put any numbers to Friday though. Saturday, I looked over at a bank, like where they have the thermometers, you know, on those big signs. Yeah. And I looked at my truck, and it was 6 p.m. It was still 91 degrees. 91, okay. Yeah, it was It was really hot. Well, call to freedom, Brian Holdness Conference. Yeah. That's the whole reason we were in Kentucky, by the way. It's nice to have you sitting back there. It's been a little while since me and you did one together. Yeah. It seems like our schedules were completely like off, and I'm freaking exhausted. Well, that's kind of the way we do something. it these days. It seems that our schedules, nobody's <laughs> schedule winds up to where the four of us are on anymore. Right. We, all kind of, we have a bit of a rotating cast, and occasionally it all lines up and we can be together. Right. But um, so we missed me and you. We went down to the Brian Holiness Conference, the uh, Call to Freedom. Right. In Simpsonville, Kentucky. Uh, believe it or not, my first time in Kentucky. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've been in there. Long time. No, Sparks is originally from Kentucky. Well, not originally, but I mean, you know, Lord knows they, where we're they from. They traveled originally. upwards from there was a bunch Louisiana, of uh, Maryland. Okay, either way. Um, never, I'd never been to Kentucky. Never um, had no reason to really. But anyways, uh, the Brian Holiness Conference, I, I was, first of all, I was glad when I heard they were, they were going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I liked Natalie's reasoning behind it. She had mentioned that a, a lot of times people that leave fundamentalism, they have a hard time rebuilding community. And that is the case. Yeah. It very much can be the case. Yeah. And uh, so I think it was, a, it was a good premise. And they also had... Um, 
they kind of put it on with our friends over at Amateur Faith Night. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Specifically Jen. And then, of course, there was a slew of volunteers and stuff and things. But well, even even the um, speakers were just so influential and just so helpful in making sure that this was a pretty smooth conference. Oh, yeah. This conference went right off the top. I'll say this. The conference went very, very well. Yeah. It, it was fantastic. And I hope that there, there's more of this in the future. I know that it's, I not, so. it's not set up to be a yearly thing. Boy, I just made a big old noise on my on my. Uh, I do know that um, there was a talk of possibly doing another one in the future. Yeah, there's definitely talk of that, but it's not like first annual. It's not an right. annual thing right. because, it, the, quite frankly, they said it, it takes too much to put it on. Well, and Natalie is busy. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think she's still in school or something. And they have their lives that they're trying to work mm. with, and there's it does. It does take a lot of of a lot of planning. Yes. Yeah. Especially with all the research that they do, and then they do all the other stuff that they're doing. Now they're doing a podcast. Now they're doing other things. Are they like busy? Other Bibles. They have they busy. a lot going on. It's not just like you know one thing that they're doing. Like they're not just doing a podcast. They're doing multiple levels of social media. So they are very busy. Yeah. I. Uh, it was. It was. First of all, let me let me say this: the attendance was. I think much higher than I was expecting. So I talked to Natalie about it and I said, so how was the turnout? And she said that that barn can hold 200 people that we were at. And I cannot imagine having 200 people in that place. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think she said it was a little bit over 100 that showed up. Uh, I thought about 120. Yeah. Was kind of what I I imagined. Are we counting kids, though, too, with that? Because I don't think I was including kids with mine. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. But it was, so attendance was higher than I thought yes. it was going to be. Which um, is awesome. That's a, that's a really good problem to have. Oh, yeah. I know that Bri- Bri and Holness, they're very influential. So yes, it's, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely know that. But still yet, it being a first time they'd ever done an event and just wasn't sure how it would go off. Yeah. But there was people traveled from all over the place to get there. Yes. I'm trying to remember what was the furthest someone traveled. I know Tracy come from Florida. Florida. I think. Uh, let me there think, was a lot know. of people from Florida. Was there, some, was there some people there from Texas as well? I remember looking at all the license plates, and one of them said Illinois was one of them. Another one said Iowa, Missouri, Tennessee, which is probably LaDonna. Yeah, it had to be LaDonna. <laughs> um <laughs> There, there were a lot of them. Well, speaking of those names, so we got to we got to meet so many more listeners. Yes, and got to meet some guests in person. Me for the first time. You had met a couple of them before, mm-hmm. but of course, got to meet Natalie in person. Ladonna Covert, believe it or not, first time in person. I know we talk about her so much, uh, but like yeah. it was actually first time for you to meet her. Yep, Tracy, um, Tracy Bowen. Yep. Uh, of course, the Amateur Faith Night crew, all three of them were there. Now, the thing is, so Jen's there. She's very busy. She's part of the, you know, putting the whole thing on. Right. And I see this guy helping to park cars as I pull in, and I'm like, hmm, wonder where I know him from. And yes. uh, unbeknownst to me, he's also looking at me the entire evening like, wonder where I know him from. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he, we finally put two and two together that, you know, he he had been on the podcast. Now, me and Gary, on the other hand, we never did. And I told him, please, please tell Gary that I did not shun him or anything like that. But I, I knew people's busy. Right. So I never, I, 
never really could find quite the the what I felt was the proper time to go and be like, hey, Gary, uh, you know, this is me. But so, so me and him just did the whole thing all night. Just kind of you catch like stealing glances at one another, like who in the world just is like, that? It's almost like you're flirting with each other. Yeah. Just like you looking at me because I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, Gary is a good looking man. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about, really. Yes, <laughs> I was, you have to trust me on that one. I, that's fine. I will take your word that he was attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I am out of that conversation completely. Um, no, I, I remember being preoccupied a lot with the baby because um, it was very hot, yes. very miserable. And it was like some type of heat wave or something, which was, you know, whatever. But um, it was really nice to be able to be... You didn't even give the the name of the conference. It was called Call to Freedom. I said it three times already, I think. Did not. Yes. Oh, dear. I am out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my brain must be like squirrel. Listeners, too. We got to meet a bunch, yes. of, a bunch of listeners. Yes, we did. Be, I met people that knew exactly who I was before. I, I didn't even know them. They're like, are you the girl from Hillbilly Broadcast? I think the first person that I greeted went. us when we walked in the door was like, a, was it was a listener, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So that was. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about names because, like, this convention conference, conference, right? We're conference, call it conference. Yeah. It was very private. And well, it had to be. There was a we'll lot of different reasons for that. Um, and so we're not naming off a lot of people. Because yeah. we like we do know your names. However, some of these people did attend in secrecy, um, and that was because they were afraid of being treated differently, of uh, the ridicule. Because they do have questions, and they are not able to ask these questions freely. So, um, yeah, it was it was an interesting time to be able to meet some people. It was almost like we're a secret club. So it was really cool. Oh, you also had a protester on the way in. Yes. Yes, there was. The old boy drove from Lord uh, Timbuktu. He drove a long ways to get there. He, okay, did I hear right? He came from a... Um, I think so, but I'm going to bleep that out, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I want this man to get zero attention yes. whatsoever, and this is purely, this is purely me. Normally, yes. I'd be like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. But I know what this guy's after. Yes. It's actually somebody we've sparred with on the podcast before, and I didn't say his name then. Yeah, and we're not going to start. And um, th- this guy, yeah, I'm like, no, this guy I is don't not wanna. worth our two cents. I don't uh, want to give him any kind of notoriety. <laughs> no, no, because that's no. what he's at. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Is, he loves it. Is that's that? And that's why I'm like, no. Which is not normally the approach I take, but I'll make a special case for him. She had to had the protester there, but she was there as soon as we got there. Believe it or not, he was. So the old dude, and it, it, when I saw him so driving past, I'm like, is that who I think it? And, it is, and sure and it was. was. I remember you were like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And I'm like, I don't even know what we're freaking out about. I but. did not sound like that. I want to be very clear. <laughs> well, you knew who I'm it was. I'm quite certain I didn't sound. You knew who it was. I didn't know who it was. Yes, you did. Um, yep. The old boy likes to make a scene. But anyways, so oh. we go in. So to the actual conference itself, they had uh, maybe six or eight different sessions of speakers or a, a panel discussion, whatever. And it would, it would typically run maybe an hour. But what they had was um, they, they had split us all up into tables. And um, I think our table had like nine at it. I was we counting, counting uh, some kids, I think, too. Yep. But four, uh, four 
or five five children. Had a had a split up into these tables, and then you would have your session, and then after that was done, somebody had already somebody had already been appointed as the table boss, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is they would then uh, they they had took notes throughout the discussion throughout the session, and then they would start asking some questions and get discussion going. And it really worked. It, it worked r- extremely well. And we're sitting there across from a family that are, uh, uh, how's it, is it Branhamites? Branham? They Joseph Branham? Something Branham? The message. Yeah, but group. I think that's another term I, for it. Was I don't know that part of it. I just I believe it was. She told me it could be wrong. The message was kind of yeah. And I was like, okay. Which I when I hear the message, I think of that like, what? Ain't there a Bible translation that's like a real paraphrase? It's called the message as well. I don't know. But anyways, so we're sitting there across from them, and they start. You know, we start discussing things and and um, actually learn a lot about them. Yes. With, with their religion. Very strange. By the strange. way, she was so, so nice. She was a nurse. Oh, the whole family was fantastic. Yes. yes. So it would, it would, you actually had meaningful discussion and it kind of helped you absorb what you just heard. Yes. And um, I, I'm, I'm, of course, then I start buzzing around a little bit, talking to this person, talking like to that the person. social butterfly you are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I begin to notice how similar all of our cults were. Yeah. Even though one was like Pentecostal, another one could have been CHM, like different groups, they were all very, very similar. Well, and the message sounded like half Mormon because some dude like in the 30s said he got a revelation from God and like started this thing. You know, it was like, but it was, yes, it was still so similar to the CHM in a lot of the ways that they'd keep you in line, a lot of the verbiage they'd use, all that. So we all thought for all these years, Each one of us, there were, what, I think they said seven or eight different church groups represented there by the people that had left them. Okay. And we all thought that we were it. We were the one. And we would all say that the other one was going straight to hell. Yep. And coming to find out, we weren't nothing special. We were not. We were exactly like. we were just as lost (laughs) as the the next person. Yep. It was all the same. (laughs) Yeah. It was really interesting. Um. I was able to meet with my former BMI roommate, mm. which was interesting. Um, and then there was another girl uh, who was is still in the BMC. She was there. And then there was... Wait, still in? Yeah, she's still in. Um, and then there was... That's why I say that like some of this stuff was very secretive. Um, a lot of people did not know that they were coming to this. Um, and then I was able to meet some ex-BMC people, like we're talking recent, have left. People that come out of it? Yes. You talk about hurt, man. You talk about majorly hurt. These people are like, have been crushed emotionally, mentally, to the point that they are broken physically. Isn't that just about everybody comes out of BMC? Um. A good bit of them. I, I personally, I've been damaged, but not as much as a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. I was able to escape a lot of that thanks to my parents. Who was your favorite speaker? You were able oh, to hear a lot fully, more than I, can't, I was. Uh, Anna, something or other. Okay. Um, but she, she got a standing ovation. Did she? At the end, yeah, I was one. I think you were out taking care of Squeak. 
Which one? Is that the very, very last one? Um, yes, I think she was the last one. She did a very good job. She spoke about just That's how good. you know she left and went over into all kinds of world religions, even mm-hmm. Wicca and Buddhism, really? all that. Just tried it all. Wow. Um, and then when she came back to Christ, she thought she had to go back to what she was raised in, which was fundamentalism. So then she had to work her way through all that, and the whole time having breast cancer, suffered with that. Had like wow. while she was in her twenties, if I'm not mistaken. So the lady wow. had a had a rough road, but she made it. She made it through the other side and uh, gave a very a very encouraging spe- uh, speech. Wow, I'm sad I missed that. It was it was very good. That's good. But yeah, it was. Uh, I I left there. Very, uh, it gave me a shot in the arm because uh, there, there are sometimes I, f- I feel like I face a little bit of, uh, you can face a little bit of burnout at times mm-hmm. to where yeah. life gets in the way or the topic weighs you down after a while and you just kind of let it go. And, um, you know, sometimes you ain't got the time to put the work in. But I realized once again, and probably more, maybe more so than I ever have, that what is, is done by, by people that fight against fundamentalism is extremely important. Yeah. Because fundamentalism or hyper-fundamentalism, as Brian Holders likes to call it, it is extremely, extremely dangerous. Yes. There's people there. There were so many people there at Call to Freedom that their lives had been practically destroyed. Yes. Friends gone. I mean, you name it. Culture gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it just it made it more real to me that this stuff is nothing to play around with. Right. That it needs to be fought against and fought against even harder. And um that it's important for us to take a stand for what's right mm-hmm. and say this is garbage, this is baloney, and make sure that we're there to help people as much as we can, be there to listen. Um Push back against it. You scripture right. push back against it. Right. Tell people that uh, there's a better way because there is. Yes. And, um, you know, keep up the good fight. One thing about the conference, it actually reminded me that the CHM isn't stopping. No, they're not. They're going to continue doing what they are doing. And that needs to kind of be a little prod for us and be like, all right, we need to keep doing what we're doing because the CHM is going to continue to spit out yes, they hurt, are. broken people. And these people are going to need help. We've got some stuff to cover in the future. Some of these preachers, as late as last night at the time mm-hmm. we're recording this, yes. are still getting up there and preaching absolute just craziness, which some CHM preachers, you won't hear them preach it. They will. They'll leave it alone, and they'll actually preach a pretty good sermon mm-hmm. to you. But they'll actually pre- uh, preach some type of Bible verse or something. Yeah. Whereas other ones will just preach a personal preference without any yes. scriptural fact just, uh, or anything to base it. Just off give of. you a little teaser. We will be covering this on the next episode. Uh, guy preaching last night was preaching about how horrific that red box vending machines were. <laughs> <laughs> They're still uh, impressing that into people's minds and into young people's minds. And there's people sitting in that sermon, sitting sitting in that service Mm -hmm. last night that heard that and will take that seriously and think that that's what they have to do. 
Yeah. And that's, that's bull crap. Yes. So. Um, anyways, that's a nice teaser for the yeah, yeah, nice next teaser. one we're going to do. But to, uh, to kind of wrap up uh, this, this episode, and I should have the uh, interview with, with Tracy. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. In, in the beginning, so that should have already played by this point. <laughs> but uh, just to wrap it up, it, it, made it, it made it all seem so real to me. I got to put faces to the numbers. Yes. Uh, you know, whether it be the, the numbers of listeners or the numbers of the people that write in, whatever. You got to put faces to it. You got to hear their stories right. and realize that this stuff is nothing to fool around with. It needs, uh, it needs fought against hard, freaking hard. And um, going forward, that's what I intend to do. <laughs>